Welcome to it. It's the return of the Empire podcast. I am Jay Mars, joined as always by Sacktown Sports beat writer. Is that we're going with beat writer, right? Insider, insidey beat writer. (laughs) Emil Fergoso. Emil, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Jay? You know, I had high hopes going into last Sunday, (laughs) Soldier Field in Chicago, and then Mother Nature said, nah. Nope. Not at all. Dude. I was watching that game, and I'm watching the downpour, and I'm seeing the drainage system at Soldier Field. And you know, have you seen the renderings for the new uh, field they're proposing in Chicago? I've seen a few. It looks pretty nice. It does. It looks sexy. Mm -hmm. At that point, I'm like, you just tear this whole thing down right now. (laughs) Like, rip it down, build the new stadium. I I get it. Like, Soldier Field has its, you know, nostalgia to it. It's one of the oldest fields left in the NFL. It might be the oldest, actually, now that I think about it. It might be, Either way, uh, tear that damn thing down. Screw it. Uh, the 49ers lose 19-10 to 10 in what was... I, I I think that game was a lot sloppier than the game we saw in Green Bay last year in the playoffs with the weather conditions they had there. Yeah. Dude, that was just bad. It was bad. No, it was absolutely terrible. Um, they started out really, really well. Right. They started out really, really well. Only allowed 20 yards on 20, or 29 yards on 20 plays in the first half. That, you're, defense you're, great. You love that stat. Yeah. You love that and, stat. And, you know, field had something to do with that, too. Yeah. It's not like the defense was out there. Just, I, we do have to factor that in. Mm-hmm. But you look at the other side of the ball. Yeah. I thought they started out decent on that side of the mm-hmm. ball. I thought, you know, when Trey hit Brandon in the first quarter, I'm like, okay, that's right there. Like, that's that one play. I'm like, that's what we're looking to see. We yep. talked about that last week. The Trey Lance and the Brandon Ayuk connection. Like, it was there. Yep. And then Debo fumbles. <laughs> yeah, it was just really unfortunate because they they you you took away. I even tweeted out right right away. You took away that first half. Like they left some points on the table, mm-hmm. and it came back to bite them in the second half. And that's kind of how how it went. Is that with that Debo fumble especially, it really prevented a drive that they were really building on. That was going to set the tone for the rest of the game, I think. Yeah, for sure. And then the second half starts to your point. I mean, the offense just disappeared. Yeah. And granted, the conditions were really, really bad there. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know if you were paying attention to this, but one thing I really noticed that was different, and it was, subtle's not the right word. I mean, it was pretty obvious. The interior part of that offensive line just collapsed in the second half. Yeah, it was it wasn't great. I will give them credit because Spencer Burford, their their, their rookie right guard, he's been playing very very well and had a couple good reps in pass protection, but once Chicago started to smell a little bit of blood and with that home stadium, yep. they kind of just went for the kill and that's what happened. They did Justin Fields sliding across by the way. That looks super fun. It I did. do want to go on a football field and try that one day. 1910 Niners lose, but we're looking forward now to week number 2. Mm-hmm. Home opener. Yep. The hated Seattle Seahawks, Ooh. who we all thought were going to get just ransacked by uh, Denver on Monday night. Didn't happen. They, they come out with a one-point win off of a very questionable field goal call by yeah. Denver's Nathaniel Hackett, who later in the week said, uh, yeah, man, my bad. Wrong decision. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so the Seahawks spoiled Russ's uh, return to Seattle. Did you get uh, Did you get anything from that Seahawks game that you're like, Oh wait, maybe this team is better than we thought. Maybe they are going to be more in the NFC West than you know we had yeah. predicted preseason wise. Look, it's week one. I don't want to overreact <laughs> to anything. It but w- that's what we do. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I will say they showed a lot of heart, 
and I really am rooting for Geno Smith just as the person as a player. Sure. He's he's gone through the the ringer. What was the line he had? Like they wrote me off, but I didn't write right back. back, dude. That's like if Geno Smith ever amounts to like a good NFL quarterback on a consistent basis, dude. That's gonna be like one of the all time best sports. Quotes. Get that thing on a T shirt, right? For there. Real? Oh, you're gonna see it on T shirts, bumper stickers. Yep. You're gonna see people tweet it out. IG. It's gonna be one part of people's daily affirmations on social media. <laughs> Thankfully, that probably probably you never yeah, know I, won't happen. Dude, I like Geno. Like you, I, I really like Gino as a human being, but I just do not. I, I don't really see him being a quality starting quarterback in the NFL. I think no. I think he'll be around as a backup for quite a while. I think that's kind of where he's at. So coming into Sunday, um, let's first start with injuries. The Elijah Mitchell injury is a big deal. Yeah, I, I've seen people talk about you know Kyle Shanahan's offense is plug and play for running backs. I agree with that to a certain extent. Sure. But if that were the case, you know, I mean, people point Raheem Mostert, Matt Breida. Those are good examples of guys that, you know, were not touted coming out of college. They weren't big signings, but they were really good with the 49ers. Mm -hmm. Elijah Mitchell was a fifth round pick last year. But the third round pick, two rounds before him, Trey Sermon, did not work in that offense. Mm -hmm. So I think that does kind of you know, take the whole, us oh, just plug and play. Kyle can put whatever back he wants back there and it'd be good. What was your initial thought when you saw Mitchell go down as far as what it was going to do to the run game? It severely does hinder the run game from being one of the strongest areas on the field for the 49ers to now being one of the thinnest because Elijah Mitchell really is the star breakout guy they have. I mean, even before he went down, he was running the ball. I believe it was six carries or 41 yards. He was just absolutely getting first downs. He was plowing through the Chicago defense. And then, unfortunately... Eddie Jackson comes in low, hits his knee, mm-hmm. sprained MCL. Here we are now. Two months he's going to be out. So, um, obviously, that puts Jeff Wilson Jr. into the starting role. And really, you know, Jeff Wilson Jr., it's crazy to think this is his fifth year with the Niners. Yeah. I feel like he's – I thought he had been here almost seven or eight years because it just seems like forever Jeff Wilson Jr. has been there. And Wilson's a type of back that can do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. But when you think about him as a back, there's not one thing that sticks out to you like that. He's super good at. Yeah. But I do think in the versatile offense that is Kyle Shanahan's, he is a good backup guy. What What are you expecting from Jeff Wilson Jr. this weekend? I expect him to get a good chunk of the carries, but I think it's going to be really more of a ride the hot hand. That's what Kyle said mm-hmm. said yesterday. He's going to ride the hot hand. He's going to do the hot hand approach and give whatever it is, and whether that's Jeff Wilson, Jordan Mason, Ty Davis Price, or even their new guy Marlon Mack the, on the practice squad now. Do you think I don't think Mack will be elevated for this Sunday's game though? I think it's possible. Yeah, I mean Marlon Mack, you got to remember. I think it was just three seasons ago, twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. He was a thousand yard rusher in yeah. Indy. Uh, was a I know he had a, I think he had a thousand total yards the year before that. Mm-hmm. It was close to a thousand yard rushing Marlon, but has just dealt with injuries. Have just I think he's yeah. played seven games in the last two years. Yeah, I I. I I know there's a there's always that, and you get these cases for Jason Verrett's a great example of that. A guy who had all the potential in the world had been hurt. Niners pick him off off the scrap heap, healthy, a good player. I don't know if Marlon Mack is going to be that guy, so I'm kind of looking more towards Jeff Wilson Jr. getting the majority of the carries. But of the two rookies, yeah, who do you think is the standout right now? Again, he's going to play the hot hand, but if you had to, you were at practice yesterday. Who was looking better to you? You know, it's a tough one because you only get a certain amount of access at mm-hmm. practice now because they, they try to close it off to the media. But I will say I think Jordan Mason is the better of the two backs right now, at least in Shanahan's eyes, because he was elevated to the special teams uh, in Chicago for week one. Ty Davis-Price was not. He was not dressed. And Mason was a fifth-round pick, right? Mason was undrafted. Undrafted, and Ty was a third-round pick. Third-round pick. How funny is that if that, let's say, that stays true, that holds true? Yeah. You know, Elijah was a fifth-round pick last year 
They had a third-round pick they used on a running back that yep. didn't pan out. If that would happen two years in a row, I'm going to say this. Ban the Niners from taking running backs in the third round. <laughs> I would say so, too. It's it's not their strong suit no. in the third round. Rather, go get some Just Go get someone off the scrap heap, dude. Yeah. Well, again, Jordan, again, Jordan Mason fell at their laps, an undrafted rookie at, at a Georgia Tech. And he, here, here he is now, possibly going to be the backup to Jeff Wilson. Here's the interesting part about this whole thing is initially when this happened, I'm like, I immediately thought, you know what? I think we're actually going to see more Trey Lance throwing because Jeff Wilson Jr. is not Elijah Mitchell in the backfield. So what are you going to do? I mean, if you're the 49ers, you still have to go with the run game. And like I said, Jeff Wilson Jr. is fine, but it's not like you can expect Jeff Wilson Jr. to give you 20 carries and 100 yards every game. That's just not what he does. But this, to me, was also one of the reasons why you bring a guy like Trey Lance in because last year we saw it. All year, especially early in the year, when the run game was not, or when the 49ers fell behind and had to abandon the run, Jimmy Garoppolo was not going to be the guy that was going to pass you back into the game. Yeah. Trey Lance with that, you know, big pass potential with, uh, you, we saw glimpses of it on Sunday. I'm like, all right, I think we might actually see them let Trey Lance a little loose. Then the weather report comes out this morning. Yeah. 86% chance of rain in Santa Clara which it looks like I think we're going to have a second week in a row where he's going to have to rely on the run game because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the rain is going to be a huge factor in this one. And they even talked about it yesterday. We haven't, he didn't throw any you know, wet ball scenario stuff going into Chicago, didn't wear a glove, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. They're going to practice with some more wet balls this week towards the end of the week and just get a more of a feel for it with the rain coming in this weekend just so he can get more acclimated to it. Sure. Um, but they're, they're going to rely on the run game and, and, and that. And I wouldn't even be surprised to see Debo Samuel be the, the lead running, running back. Running back? Yes. So if you had to, I'm going to say this, Kyle has the ball ran 35 to 40 times. Split what you think will be the splits on that. Uh, 35 to 40, I would say Debo gets it. 12 to 15 touches. Wow. I'd say Jeff Wilson gets about 10, and Jordan Mason, tight of his price, get about 10 combined. So that leads me into my next thing with Trey Lance. This will be the second week in a row that he's going to play in a game that is not conducive to a passing quarterback. Yeah. So we still have to evaluate Trey Lance. We can't sit there and say, like, you know, if he sucks on Sunday, for instance, just blame it on the rain, like Millie Vanilli, right? Yeah. We can't do that. But <laughs> From your standpoint, how do you evaluate Trey when his first two games have just not been optimal? And again, I want to point out, it's his first two games, so we don't we just don't have that big of a sample size. Yeah. I think it's really difficult to accurately, you know, try to kind of grade him as he goes on when the first two weeks are in again conditions that do not suit him. It just comes down to being patient with with your with your starting quarterback this this time. He's 22 years old. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a kid. He's super super young. But I think one of the things that's most impressive about him is how much of the responsibility that he takes to make this offense better. You know, you usually see the the usual run around with quarterbacks after a poor showing, some bad balls. You know, usual NFL cliches. It's just part of the game. Trey Lance dissects it in a very cerebral way, and he's very hard on himself. One of the hardest on him, according to Kyle Shanahan. And that's why he's so good and why he was given the keys to the kingdom in the first place is because he's able to take on that ownership of his misguidance and wants to get better. Yeah, and he spoke about that in the postgame after Sunday's loss in Chicago. I guess for me, I'm trying to be – I'm trying to remove any sort of bias or anything and evaluate it objectively, and I keep falling back on this. Like, I cannot make a super objective grade on him after two weeks because of weather conditions. 
because George Kittle could possibly be out for a second week in a row. Correct. You've lost your starting running back after the first half, which again, that happened to the 49ers last year, coincidentally, yeah. when uh, Raheem Mostert went down for the season, although <sighs> they'll still get Mitchell back this year. Yeah. I think it becomes really hard, and I think, and we kind of talked about this last week, is everybody has these expectations for Trey. Mm-hmm. And you hear all this talk, and if... I, I get really over the idea that if they lose again and he doesn't look great in week two, it's like, oh my God, the 49ers are 0-2, blow it up. Like, they're out of the NFC West already, which get is Jimmy a in joke. There. Get Jimmy in there. Yeah. And um, I forgot what show he was on, but Jerry Rice was asked about that, yeah. uh, about the whole thing. And he's like, and he, he brings up a great point. A, like we talk about, you got to give the kid time. B, if Jimmy Garoppolo... We're this good. And I, I tell this people I, every time when someone's like, why would you start Trey Lance over Jimmy Garoppolo? If Kyle Shanahan felt that Jimmy Garoppolo gave this team an opportunity to be a Super Bowl contender every year, Jimmy Garoppolo yep. can, whether it's passing, managing, whatever it is, yep. they would have never done this. Correct. And so I get the idea that it's like people aren't sold on Trey Lance being the guy, and that's fine. It's hard to be sold on a guy being the guy three games into his career. Mm -hmm. But isn't it safe to say that you should be sold that Jimmy Garoppolo's not the guy? Yeah. (laughs) Isn't there just a mountain of evidence there to support that? (laughs) Yeah. No, there's absolutely a mountain of evidence in why Jimmy G is a backup and why there was really no trade market for him uh, this offseason, even though obviously the shoulder injury hampered that. But there really was no trade market for him. And that really goes to show that how the league, as well as the 49ers, evaluate him going forward. Mm -hmm. Is that he's not that guy that can push you over the hump. He's a good, you know, average quarterback. He can get you a a win or two, maybe, you know, a good game manager. But he's not the guy that's going to get you the the win coming back with two minutes to go down seven. That's that's not who he is. You know, we saw him in that Rams game, the NFC title game. To me, that was like the best I ever saw Jimmy G in the second half as far as a leader goes on the field. I know Jimmy definitely has the leadership intangibles in the locker room that, you know, coaches and players look for. But to me, that was the only game I really saw that. I've seen for his entire 49er career, a guy that if he gets behind is not going to pass you back into the game. And... Going back to what we said with the weather, now it's hard to tell early on if Trey can be that guy when, listen, the football's wet, Mm -hmm. receivers are going to drop passes. I mean, he had a couple passes last week where you saw him just flat out miss guys, you know? Mm -hmm. And we had Greg Papa on last week, and he said, I wasn't shocked to see that with Trey because he's been showing that all training camp. He still has a lot of work to do in that area, so it's not entirely shocking to me. But... I don't know. Excuse me, it wasn't Greg Pop. It was Matt Barrows. I'm sorry. I don't want to misquote who we were talking about here. But I'm, again, just, I I preach this to the fan base, to the pundits. Like, yo, give the kid a few weeks, man. Let him have all his tools in his tool chest to be able to go to work before we start evaluating him on what he truly needs to work on. Yeah, cut cut him some slack. Seriously. I mean, the the amount of criticism and ridicule that's come to Trey Lance Lance over the last couple weeks has Mm -hmm. been just grotesque. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. They they want to write him off so quickly because they want either enemies of the 49ers or people who just prefer Jimmy Garoppolo over Trey Lance want to write this kid off without giving him a fair shake. Again, I understand. I just don't get the the prefer Jimmy Garoppolo thing. Like, nobody has ever made a good case to me as to why that's a thing. (laughs) It Really, it hasn't been. So, we got the matchup this week, Seattle and the 49ers. Let's get into some big predictions for the game. Yeah, uh, I think Trey Lance 
does not throw over 200 yards passing. Wow. Is that – I'm going to ask this. Had the weather been sunny in 75, would you still be saying that? No, I would not. Really? You think this is just the fact he can't – I think it's weather. Okay. I, I think it's a weather thing. I, I think they're going to stick with the run game again. I think they're going to want to grind it out against Seattle. They don't want to give him too many chances. They want to control the game. That's how Shanahan wants to, to do his of offense Of course. Anyway. That's how he's always done his yeah, offense. He would, he would prefer just running the ball down the throat 40 times and winning 10 nothing. Sure. That, that's what he would prefer. That's what Shanahan loves to do. But with Elijah Mitchell out, and let's say they do have trouble getting the run game going, mm-hmm. then what? What's the idea there? Is this where we're going to finally let him see, you know, with the ball wet, Trey, all right, bro. Go out there and pass this back into the game. The run game's just not working. It just comes down to how the game di- how the game is dictated. I think if they go down early, they could easily go to Trey Lance and throwing the ball. But they're gonna they're gonna mix in some play action stuff like they did again on that on that pass. You said he, he missed to Tyler Croft. It was a wide leak route where he comes over Dude. the middle and goes up. <laughs> what was your reaction when you when that happened? I'll tell you mine. It was deja vu. Thank you. Yeah, I said the exact same thing. How many times last year? Did we throw our hands up in frustration and be like, dude, that is such a Jimmy Garoppolo miss the guy wide open by this much. Yep. It happens all the time. And that was my first thought. I'm like, damn it, man. You really wanted to silence people last week? You would have completed that pass. Correct. And, and, and you know, poor weather conditions, rain, wet balls, you know, soaky, soapy, soggy field comes into play with that stuff. So mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's be careful with it real quick. But... I, I just think that they're going to use the play action a lot, a lot more like they did last week, and they're going to run Debo and a lot of read options. Do you think stuff. they'll run Trey more this week? They had 13 rushes last That's week. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you think we could see him doing more, though? I don't think I don't think they want to get him more than because 15. Because I feel like the reason why he got up that high was because Elijah Mitchell you know, had gone out. Yeah. In the second half, it was like, all right, this this offense could get nothing going in the second half. Yeah. A lot Outside of, of the first series, you know, they got a field goal there, and that was fine. Yeah, it was whatever. But you want to see them finish those those drives, obviously. For sure. I think a lot of the running, too, for Trey was, was you know, scrambling, trying to get some extra yards. And he even said it yesterday, too, is I'm not going to just slide. I'm never going to slide, is what, mm-hmm. he t- what he even said. I'm never going to slide and just take the, for- the fourth and two. I, 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 want, I want to go get the first half of my team in the best situation. I love the mentality there, yeah. but from your starting quarterback, that is not what you want to hear. No. <laughs> That's how concussions happen. That's how broken bones happen. Uh, I mean, you have, to, you have to, at some point, mature as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And slide. Like, you just have to do it. Sometimes it's not worth trying to get the extra couple yards if it means, dude, you might miss six games because you tried to do that. Yeah. And it's such a young mentality. I think that'll mature over time. He says, yeah. I'll never be that guy. I think, dude, get get your clock lit a couple times. I think that will change a lot. He, he took a couple really big hits That's what I'm in, saying. in that Bears game. But he's willing to fight through contact. It's part of the Niners' run style. They are physical runners that want to punish you and run through it, including the quarterback. And that's what Shanahan's mm-hmm. been missing in his offense with Garoppolo. Yeah. Is a guy who can really go get that first the first. Yeah, Jim, Jimmy, if pressure came, was not going to get you that. No, you he's going to crumble. Yeah, and they did it a couple times, you know, where they ran a draw play for him that I thought was a really good call on Shanahan's part last week. Uh, I think it was fourth and one, and just the quarterback sneak. Trey is so much stronger that he can bully that ball over the line a lot more um, consistently than Jimmy could. I mean, Jimmy had his moments where he was able to do it, but it's going to be interesting. So I don't think that the 49ers will have combined 150 rush yards this week. Really? Yeah. I think having, I am not, like I said, I like Jeff Wilson Jr. I think he's a fine backup, but you you can't give him the ball 20 times. I also don't think you can rely on Debo 15 
12 to 15 times. I don't think you can rely on Trey 12 to 15 times every week. You shouldn't. So Kyle Shanahan's going to have to get very creative with that play calling. And I still think they'll want to use the run game. I just don't think it's going to be as effective this week. We'll see. Again, they're going to want to push that tempo from the start of, mm-hmm. of running the football and punishing and punishing the Seattle defense. But again, they showed very, very well that Seattle defense against a Broncos team that has very good running backs in Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. They had a couple moments. They left a couple plays, obviously, but they had a very good bend-don't-break yeah. kind of mentality, and that was huge. Final score this weekend? 2010-49ers. Okay, I want to point out we were both wrong about last weekend. I'm going to go... I'm going to keep it low. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm going to say 2013 49ers. I had the numbers right. It just was on yeah, the Yeah, it was just complete flipped. Yeah. But after that second half last week, it was kind of like, dude, tear up any predictions you had pregame. Oh, yeah. We're just going to see where this ends up. I tore it up. I had hands and head. I was like, what is happening? Honestly, dude, it I was, was bad. It was just. Yeah, I, I do want to give some credit, though, in the first half, especially to the, their, their second-year safety, Tolanoa Hofenga. Oh, Hofenga was amazing. Oh, my gosh. This guy, baby Troy Palomalu, I call him, everyone. He is incredible. And what's really interesting about Hofenga is that he was the first guy out at the practice field every single day at training camp, except for, like, one or two times. No, it's the leadership you look for yeah. on the defensive end. He has wanted to be—he knew he was going to take a big role this year playing opposite of Jimmy Ward. Now with Ward out for a little for an extended period of time, he's going to take an even bigger role— and he is just taking that and gone to town with it. It's shown out. I get eleven combined tackles. Yeah, he was great. Bunch, a bunch of pass breakups, a bunch of you know tackles for loss, one interception. I mean, he was everywhere. And they're going to need that on Sunday too if yeah. they have any chance to beat Seattle. All right, this is Return of the Empire podcast. Please make sure to download whether that's in Google Play, the Apple Store. You can also watch the video version on our YouTube page at Sacktown Sports, the Sacktown Sports app. We are pretty much anywhere where you can find a podcast. We're going to be here all season again. My my name is Jay Mars. That's Emil Fergrosso, our 49ers beat writer at Sacktown Sports. Emil, look forward to talking to you next week. Yes, sir.